across the 40, coming near side, Look 35, out. needs a block, gets outside, at the 20, he's going to the house, 10, 5, touchdown Kentucky! From the UK Sports Network, this is Big Blue Nation Radio. The second for one, make the turn, got him, game's over, Kentucky wins! Interact with the show by calling 859-280-CATS. That's 859-280-2287 or statewide at 800-606-GAME. That's 800-606-4263. Touchdown! Kentucky! (laughs) Victory! Kentucky! Or tweet the show at UK Sports Network. And for the eighth time, college basketball's national championship trophy is coming home to Kentucky. Now your host, Taryn Hedrick. We welcome you into the final Clark's Pump and Shop BBN radio of the 2021-2022 season as the Wildcats, both the men and women, have their seasons come to an end in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And we'll recap the seasons. We'll also look forward to spring football as Jeff Picoro will join us here on Clark's Pump and Shop BBN Radio. So stick around. We'll recap some hoops. We'll talk some football over the next half hour. And then it's the Nick Mingione Show as we talk Kentucky baseball. They've got a big week coming up with uh, Georgia this weekend, Moorhead State tomorrow night. And, of course, softball is hosting number 1 Oklahoma at John Crop Stadium. So stick around. This is Clark's Pump and Shop BBN Radio here on the UK Sports Network. Welcome back to Clark's Pump and Shop BBN Radio here on the UK Sports Network. Darren Hedrick joined by Jeff Bacoro. You can hear him on football Saturdays in the fall alongside the voice of the Cats, Tom Leach. And also, if you tune in to the SEC Network Plus during basketball season, you can hear his call from Memorial Coliseum. And Jeff, I know the weather's nice. It's sunshiny. It's warm. Spring football is here, but we, we got to talk a little basketball before we, we switch over to spring sports. Uh I know this was a tough weekend for Kentucky, but you look at this women's team and you watch them in the non-conference, you've seen a lot of them. Um, It was disappointing to see them fall to Princeton, but at the same time, what they accomplished to get to that point, I think, is something that you've got to carry the day, right? You know, Darren, I don't think anybody will out there other than you and me and Christy and uh, you know, the, the sports information staff realized what this team went through this year. I mean, to lose, first, right out of the gate, you lose Blair, who is going to be right. a senior, Blair Green, uh, who's going to be a senior, uh, a leader of this team, provide some outside pop. But, you know, just everybody looked up to her. You lose her, what, a week and a half before the first game right. uh, to, the, to the injury. She'll be back next year, thankfully. Um, so you lose that. You had a couple defections. Uh, you had some suspensions. You had some sicknesses. They're playing games with six and seven scholarship players. Yeah, they played four games in eight days with six players, or maybe seven, if that. <laughs> yeah, I, it was just amazing. Um, you go to practice, and it's the guys who are practicing with them that are basically, you know, filling out the teams, and um, and it was tough. And 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 to see the turnaround and just what this team was capable of when they had full firepower, and we're yes. only talking eight girls that are right nine at that uh was just amazing but jada walker is going to be sensational mm-hmm. uh she just she was one that really catches your eye she was just a water bug who just never stopped and she never like hit that wall i was no. amazed yeah she was going just as strong at the end as she was at the start and you know the thing about this team too is you lose a superstar in ryan howard but you have a lot of pieces coming back as far as we know there's a lot of uh, seniors 
that have that extra year with some decisions to make. But if they come back and you throw in the four freshmen, two won state titles, the other one's a Kentucky Miss basketball, the other one's been committed, and you know, you've got two Kentucky kids in this incoming class. I mean, it doesn't feel like there's going to be a monster drop-off with this women's program, but there is a big hole that'll need to be filled. Well, you, I think the biggest decision that has to be made, and I think to me it's more so in women's basketball than men's, is who's the go-to person with a minute left or 30 seconds sure. left? We knew every time it was right. I mean, she was going to be the one. She was so good at seeing the floor, too, and, and, and passing off when the double team came to get open shots like the one that Edwards got to exactly. beat South Carolina. Plays like that. Who is going to fill that void next year? I think that's the that's the only question because, yeah, with that COVID year that they get, they could they could get three, three girls back next year. We know Blair's coming back because of the injury, too, and that'll be huge for them. But as you said, to me, it's just a numbers game now. Now you're going to have numbers. You're going to have 12 12 girls yeah. out there, and that's, that's huge. You wonder if maybe that that is a position that Jada steps into with her ability to score the basketball, but that's going to be a lot of pressure on a sophomore. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But also just the job that you know, Coach Elsey did this year through all that adversity to get that team to an SEC tournament championship and to see the way the players bought into what she wanted after she stayed the course, I think that's a phenomenal job by her and her staff. I think you make a great point there. I think that um, with her, too, she's still trying to figure out, what do I have? Because from practice to game, it changed a, yeah. a lot with the injuries and suspensions and, and sicknesses. And you're like, goodness, can I just get five girls that I can just write down? And then I can right. play off of that. And so it was really hard. And finally, towards the end, they started gelling, and they just became a team. And it was a great run. They win. They won the SEC. I mean, that that's that's remarkable when they beat the number one, one, two, and three yeah. teams, right? Then I mean, that's that's just amazing the run they had. You beat the number two seed LSU, then come yeah. back against a rival and beat Tennessee, and then you have to come off that high to play the number one team, and you win that game. It just, I don't think we'll ever see a run like that no. for a long time. In terms of the game against Princeton, within 40 minutes, Jeff, I thought we saw the season because Ryan went out with an injury in the first quarter, then Dre went out with an injury in the second quarter, and then in the second half you had a confident Princeton team attacking and a Kentucky team trying to rally itself to get this game either to overtime or win it in regulation, and they just came up short. They could never get to the top. You know, they right, over that get, hump. They yeah. got close, and then they'd make a run, and then Princeton would make a shot. And they'd make a run, and they'd get a foul. And you're like, gosh, if they could just get to them. You know, if you could just get nose-to-nose, I think mm-hmm. that would have – but they could never do that. And it, Brian came back, and she was hurting, you could tell, yeah. uh, the hip injury there. But it, it was tough. It was a tough way to lose. But you know what? It was, it was a, I, I think a, a, it have, you have to put it down as a very successful season yeah. after what all they went through. You know, uh, there's been a lot said about Ryan Howard, Jeff, and I'm just curious your thoughts now that her four-year career is done. She's going to leave as the second all-time scorer, mm-hmm. the all-time three-point queen with 284 makes, 10 30-point games, 27 double-doubles, one triple-double, an SEC title, three-time All-American. Uh, we don't have time in the show to run down everything else she's accomplished, but what's going to be your takeaway on her time at Kentucky in four years? I, I think individually, yeah, just was stu- you know I put her up there with Valerie still and Leslie and uh, you know PJ and some of the others that 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 I've known through the years that were just fantastic players. She was she was that good, but on the whole, you think of wow, you had her and you did, but you know you won the title this year by winning yeah. the tournament. So uh, I, I think 
maybe a step below what you would have hoped they could have could have achieved as a team. But individually, she's she reminds me so much of like a Jerry Rice, just the way she paces herself yes. in the game. And you're thinking, okay, and then all of a sudden Jerry has that extra burst. Well, she was the same way. She would just it was almost like she was coasting. The other girls are are running and they're you know they're sweating and they're really ch- and she was just yeah gliding gliding through yeah. the game. And you're like, wow. I mean, she yeah. was just so far superior athletically. Great body to go on to the next level. I think she'll be a, a, a great pro. I she'll be tested, and I think that's what yes. she needs because I think I, I really think that when you're that good, you have to have you know. And I'm I'm not going to use these cliches, you know, Magic and Michael and this and Super. <laughs> that I, I think you have to be tested against a like, yeah, you know, and someone she'll see that's that. that good. Uh, she never got it in practice because she was so much better than everybody. But I think now when she you know she'll see what it's like to have to go 100 miles an hour in practice and in the games because it's that much better. Right. Even though you played in the SEC where you're playing against the best company. Right. It is going to be fun to see what's next for her. All right. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, football. Spring football is here. This is Clark's Pump and Shop BBN Radio on the UK Sports Network. Back on Clark's Pump and Shop BBN Radio here on the UK Sports Network. Darren Hedrick, Jeff Bacoro with you. And let's talk a little spring football. We're going to look forward now with the nice weather outside. It's, uh, Jeff, what excites you most about this team getting back on the field? I, you know, just getting back out on the field. I, I couldn't <laughs> wait for practice. Start. I'm going tomorrow morning. And um, I, I think the biggest thing is to see the new kids that are in here. The, the transfer portal has been good. Um, you're going to talk to a kid from the transfer board That's right. a yeah. little bit yeah. uh, to baseball and to basketball, and and it's really helped football too. And I mean, you know, they I, I want to see the kid from Auburn. What's you know what's he look like when he's? I want to see the kid from Virginia Tech. Um, I want to see how long. I, I want to see how Will has progressed. He's already a leader, mm-hmm. but uh, this is where now he's he's got to find his guy. Every great quarterback has that go-to guy. You know, you, you remember back to. Um, Jared Lorenzen had knew Derek Smith was out there, and I, if I get in trouble, I know exactly where to go. Timmy had uh, uh, yeast. Uh, yes, you know, yep. just, everybody had that guy, and he has to find that now because last year it was Wandell. He's gone. Right? Is it Trevion? Is it somebody else? So who is you know, or is going to be one of those tight ends? I, I'm really interested to see that because that tight end room is stacked, and now the receiver room is stacked too. So they're they're really deep on the outside. You know, one of the things that you always hear when it comes to spring practice, especially with new coaches, is how critical these practices are. You do have some continuity in that even though you have new coaches, coaches, some of the schemes are kind of similar. But how big are these practices just for oh. the players to get to know their new coach? Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they kept uh, – that Will Levis was actually on the, the, the panel – uh, you know that that brought that, that when they brought in coaches, <laughs> hey, you walk in the room. You imagine the quarterback, quarterback interview in the offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that my quarterback? Uh, it could be. Um, <laughs> so you know the great thing is they ca- you know continuity is going to be there. They changed some terminology. Yeah, but it, you're going to see a lot like you saw last year. Um, but yeah, for Skag to be able to see these guys and 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 get used to. You know, last year you had that one guy that you knew. You know, you had Lynn Bowden and then you had Wandell. Right. You've got to find that guy um, because that position is so vital to making this offense work. If you watched San Francisco play, and you know you saw what they hit from uh, from Clemson did, I mean he was he was that guy. Mm-hmm. They have to find that guy for Kentucky. 
Uh, it might be Trayvon. It might not. It might be uh, Crotus. It might be Key. You know, mm-hmm. it might be, you know, it, it, there's just so many guys to choose from in that role, that that Z or H-back, whatever you want to call him. But it's going to be a, a very interesting, what is it, 15 practices. Yeah. Um, They've got a couple in the books, but now they get to put pads on. So it's going to be real interesting to see the speed, uh, how quickly they pick it up, and how quickly will and these receivers get on the same page again. Offensive line, I know, is something a lot of people are going to be watching. They have a new coach with Yenzer taking over that spot. What what are you watching for when you go to these practices right now with the O-line? I want to see how much guys like Jagger Burton have developed. In that off year, everybody says, and, and even Fortner said this, he goes, that guy is going to be a stud. Talking about Jagger, uh, you know, he's so highly recruited to come in here. He has to step up and he has to play mm-hmm. um, like a four or five star that he was. Uh, Justin Rogers on the other side, same thing. Right. He now has to step in to fill a humongous hole. Uh, you, you get help with the, uh, and, and again, I don't have my sheets in front of me. Sure. Kid from Auburn that's transferring in. I think that takes a lot of pressure off on the inside. Um but really, I really think that that those tackle spots. Um, I mean, you're losing Kennard, and that was yeah. that's a massive blow. But remember, I, I thought at the time of his injury, I thought Eli Cox was their best offensive lineman. He he is nasty. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he has that streak about him that when the whistle's blown, if he's still engaged, he's putting that guy on the ground, and he plays to the whistle, and he's just nasty out there. Um, if he's able to do it, he played it in high school. Um, they're moving him over to center. Q will probably play guard or backup center. But I think um, I think Cox is going to be a key to that offensive line. If he can make that move, a transition to center, because he's a smart kid, played it a lot in high school. Obviously, college is totally different. But I think he's the key cog in the whole offensive line. It starts in the middle, and you yeah. and you work outward. And they say Goodwood is just an absolute monster. I can't wait to see that kid actually in pads and – and uh, he slimmed down some, um, but he is just a massive, massive guy. He reminds me, from what I've seen on film, of a Warren Bryant type. I mean, a wow. guy that yeah. comes in and is you're just like, at Alabama or Ohio State, you know, you see that. Right. You don't see that at Kentucky as a freshman coming in like that. Here's one. Five-star. Everybody wanted him. He chose here. I can't wait to see the goods tomorrow and <laughs> how this guy actually is. You know, they say he's got great footwork, um, a monster of a kid. If he makes Vince Morrow look small, so there you go. That's something else. <laughs> well, you can also get more coverage of spring practice in all of UK athletics by tuning in to BBN tonight on WLEX here in Lexington. It airs weeknights at seven thirty on WLEX eighteen. One final timeout when we come back. One last segment here of Clark's Pump and Shop BBN Radio. I'll be joined by Jeff Picoro here on the UK Sports Network. Hard to believe this is our final segment of Clark's Pump and Shop BBN Radio for this season. We'll be back with you next fall when football season starts. But, Jeff, I mean, this the, the basketball season, it got to conference play and just – it went by, man. I, <laughs> it's I'm gone. I'm amazed at how fast this came. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Darren, you're from a football area too. You, yeah. you go down south and this is – for some people, the best part of the year, you know? Oh, it's football season. It's football season, yeah. There's other sports like, happening, but it's football, it's football season. Football. Yeah, yeah. we don't care about baseball. It's football season. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to talk some baseball here after a while as uh, Chase Step, Darren Williams will join us on the Coach Nick Mingione show coming up at 730. Um, you and I do care about some baseball, and uh, I guess you were happy. Any more E-Steps, by the way, I, I hope? Well, we can ask Chase. <laughs> he, he says yes. Because <laughs> they've been good for UK. Yes, they actually absolutely have. Um, you and I, I, 
I'm not going to stray off UK athletics too much here, but happy to see baseball spring training is back, man. We're getting games. I, I you know what we are. I, I'm just amazed at the money and the the trades and and what's going on in baseball. It's just. I thought Doug Flynn was going to cry when they oh. raised the major league minimum to seven hundred thousand. <laughs> yes, I, I I asked him about that. I I, I always needle him about that sure. because he tells the story about you know they win they win the World Series. He goes in he get, and GM asked him what will it take for you to come back next year, and he said it'll take twenty five thousand. He said yep twenty three thousand. He says no twenty five thousand. He said yep twenty three thousand. <laughs> and he said no. I said I know what you said, but this is what you're getting. Okay, seven hundred thousand for the last guy on the bench. Yes, for and the Ken guy who's Jr. just there. And Ken Griffey Jr. is the sixth highest played red, by the way, and he's been retired for what eight, nine years now. Well, uh, who is it, Bobby Bonilla, that gets a paycheck every year? Yep, they call July first Bobby Bonilla Day <laughs> in New York. Twenty-five years after he retired, he gets a million dollars a year for twenty-five. How years. do you, how do you and I sign up for that? You're well, gonna UK win Sports that Network give us- clearinghouse thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we just got a couple minutes left. I want to get you back on uh, football because sure. we got to talk about this defense and what yep. is it you're going to be looking for out of them in spring practice. You know, you, so many guys came back. The linebacking core is ridiculous. It might be the deepest yeah. it's ever been. To me, it's Octavius Oxendine and 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 some of those youngsters that are going to have to fill key roles because you lost, you know, you lost a huge guy over the nose and you lose Josh, who's kind of your heart and soul. Who fills that void? To me, it's Octavius. If he's healthy, he was becoming a monster when he got hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just think that he could be the next great defensive lineman here. He's got all the ability. He's got the explosiveness. And Justin Rogers, it's time for you to step up. We saw it the, the way that uh, McCall did, where it just took him a year or two, and all of a sudden he became, I think, a draftable player that yep. might play on Sundays. I think Rogers is the same way. He came in as a five-star um, that's the biggest thing for me. And the corner position, obviously, they got safeties good. Uh, they've got, uh, I think they're probably going to move Vito Tisdale over to corner. So I'm going to see how he does at the corner position. But other than that, to me, it's that interior defensive line. That, to me, is the one spot when you look at this team and go, if that comes through, they could win 10 or 11 games this year. Jeff, it's been a pleasure, my man. It's uh, always fun. I hope to see you at the ballpark this spring. I'll be there tomorrow. I'll, well, I'll see you tomorrow then. <laughs> He's Jeff Picoro. I'm Darren Hedrick. Thanks for joining us here on Clark's Pump and Shop BBN Radio all season long. Uh, Billy Rutledge, our producer, doing a great job. We appreciate all his hard work throughout the season. All the coaches and players and guests that have joined us on the show dating back to the start of football season. We appreciate them as well. Coming up next here on the UK Sports Network, it is the Nick Mingione Show. We'll chat with the head coach of the Wildcats about Kentucky baseball, and then we will be joined by Darren Williams and Chase Estep to talk about this Wildcats baseball team. Stay tuned. The Nick Mingione Show comes your way next here on the UK Sports Network. You've been listening to Big Blue Nation Radio on the UK Sports Network. Big Blue Nation Radio is a presentation of the UK Sports Network, powered by JMI Sports. (laughs) 